Welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Paging Mr. Tom Morrow, we continue our grand anniversary tour of the Magic Kingdom with a stop in the Morrowland. But first, travel news, including California opens to everyone, cruising news, and a quick report on last week's trip to Walt Disney World. Fire the booster rockets and say hi to Sunny Eclipse. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventurers Society. As we continue our year-long celebration of 50 years of the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World Resort, we're on a grand circle tour of the six lands that make up Florida's original vacation kingdom. This month, we're talking all about Tomorrowland. We better hurry up. The Star Jets are waiting to take us to the future. But first, I was wondering, who would win in a three-way battle royale between the mascots of the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival, Spike the Bee, Orange Bird, and Figment the Dragon? And who hasn't wanted to see a three-way with these three? With these three. <laughs> well, let's see. What are their... What are what does each of them have? Some, I think Figment, because he can use m- his imagination to defeat them. Good and he's really obnoxious. And he's bigger than either of them. It's true. It's true. But Spike's got that cute little stinger Spike's on his Spike's got a stinger on his Spike butt. is yeah. a little tough guy. He's little... And he likes to pick fights. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much for the little orange bird to be beaten to an orangey pulp. Yeah, there there it is. <laughs> I wondered who was going to go with the pulp. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I think he's definitely on the bottom of the heap. Honestly, it's a toss up between the other two for me. Yeah, but me he, too. He's not the bottom in our heart. Although if maybe Spike is one of those uh, South American killer bees. Or uh, yeah. what was it that we had during the Japanese hornet? The murder hornet. <laughs> the murder hornet. Oh yeah, that's what it was. It's possible. I've seen what he does to Donald Duck, and that's it's not. True. That, that's no normal bee sting. <laughs> murder hornet. That is cute. All of a sudden. Spike hey guys, remember that that was literally a thing last year. Spike the murder <laughs> hornet. Of course it was, and we and then there was so much going on last year. America went. Eh. Oh, okay, sure. That all seems, right, seems legit. And that was only less than a year ago. I know. Are you kidding me? It yeah. seems like six years ago. Well, and you know, yeah. was it last weekend or the weekend before last where we supposedly had a Chinese rocket falling to Earth and like nobody was talking about yeah, it? Yeah, nobody knew yeah. where it was going to land. <laughs> I guess the world was just like, eh, whatever. I didn't even hear about it until we were about two hours away from certain doom, apparently. And then... Uh, I remember we saying, you know what? The thing that could prove to me that God exists is if that Chinese rocket landed on Mar-a-Lago. Oh. <laughs> and it didn't happen. <laughs> the views expressed on this show. <laughs> Our show this week <laughs> is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. <laughs> Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www. We've used tiny URL, apparently. <laughs> Just head to www. 
No. Uh, okay. I just had to make sure that I was Cat actually... laid down. <clears throat> I am indeed recording. Head to um, our show this week is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. Uh, Heather, we, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about. Um, talked about that crazy secret entrance to the Haunted Mansion, but it turns mm-hmm. out there might be only a limited time that guests get to use that. I know. We might. Why would that be? Maybe. Possibly be seeing a return to Disneyland for the rest of us on June 15th. So California announced that they are going to fully reopen their economy on June 15th, meaning that they are going to remove all capacity limits, all physical distancing requirements, Regardless of the setting, which means bars, restaurants, concert venues, grocery stores, and theme parks. Yay! Woohoo! Yeah, and actually, on April 19th, they quietly released a new guideline for theme parks that I really didn't see it getting any press. But they did say on April 19th that theme parks were allowed from that time on to welcome in non-California residents provided they were fully vaccinated. None of the the major parks did that. I think they don't want to get into the business of proving vaccination. Exactly. (laughs) But this, this new announcement would mean that all of those restrictions are lifted. And so we're really hoping that this means that Disneyland and Universal Studios will allow non-residents back into the parks. And I do think that they're very eager to do so. I mean, this, this is going to mean a lot more money back into their, into the Disney company. So I'm, I'm fairly confident this is going to happen, but no official announcement from either of them yet. Just this, these new guidelines from the state. And coincidentally, two weeks later is when the, uh, isn't that when the, Avengers Disneyland Hotel opens. Oh no, Disneyland Hotel. Yes. Now this might be some out of town. Very true. (laughs) They may need some extra room capacity. So by then, uh, all three properties will be open by by the beginning of July. So. So is this is this basically Gavin looking to drum up a little support uh, prior to his uh, recall? He's got a year and a half to get reelected, right? Yes. Try to rehab his image a little bit. Uh, definitely, I do think so. And there, these guidelines still do say that if you have not been fully vaccinated, you're still required to wear a mask. But like just about <laughs> everywhere. Honor. Yeah, just like just about everywhere else there. It's it's an honor system. And I think we're moving towards. They know Americans have no yeah, honor. I think we're moving towards a more of a personal responsibility outlook on things that there's. Vaccines are plentiful now, at least for the United States. I just <laughs> looked it up. Yeah. As of today, California is uh, only 40% vaccinated. Yeah, I was actually surprised when I saw this morning um, they were talking about the seven states that have reached 70%. And I really expected California to be one of them, and it was not. What are they, do you um, recall? Hawaii, Vermont, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Tiny states. I got yeah, to four. The, the really yeah. big ones. <laughs> um, we are actually at um, 60% in Michigan now that kids are, are, are in the mix. Adults, it's only, um, I think, 50% of adults have had at least one 
shot. We're at 40 percent for fully vaccinated now. And we're, you know, we are starting to move. I'm I'm wondering when uh, more states are going to key into the fact that the state's doing those lottery ploys. It's actually working for them. Ohio, New York. Um, there's a couple more that are doing, if you get vaccinated, you get a lottery ticket and they're just giving away money. The state of New York is going to give away at the end of this whole thing, like $5 million from their lottery. Ohio also, that's the amount for Ohio too. Yeah. Five. And every week they're giving, they're pulling a winner for something like 40, 50 grand. And it's working because the people who are not truly anti-vax, but were just like, "Yeah, I don't need it. Something like that definitely sways them to go ahead and get a shot. Well, I just checked Alabama's vaccination rate just for giggles. We're sitting at 28%. Whoa. Yeah, fully vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> fully vaccinated. But, you know, it, when, you're talking about the honor, when you were talking about the honor system earlier, I went... Today was a monumentous day for me. I went into a store today for the very first time without a mask on. I walked into a bookstore because the bookstore said that if you're fully vaccinated, you are allowed to enter the store without a mask. If you're not vaccinated, then you should wear a mask. Of course, you know, you never know. So I picked up an RGB and a Dr. Fauci doll that they were selling (laughs) at the front of the store and I put them in my shopping cart so people would know that I... I'm not yes, a Republican. You are fully I'm just vaccinated. Yes. <laughs> this is just... so funny. I was at the I was at Target today as well, and our our tar- targets around here have done the same thing. and And I'm like, okay, so if I don't wear a mask, are people think going to think I'm an anti-masker? But then if I do wear a mask, then people will think I'm anti-vaccine. And then I just decided that you know what? I don't care what people think. I'm going to be responsible for myself. And yeah, just, hey, there's an idea. Yeah, right. Weird. But it was weird and it was it felt odd, too, to see employees without masks because they've they've gone to if their employee is fully vaccinated, they don't have to wear a mask. So, yeah, I've forgotten how ugly most people are (laughs) during this. It just felt weird walking up to a cashier who didn't have a mask on and I didn't have a mask on. And it was it was it was wonderful and strange all at the same time. But you still had to shout at each other through a giant piece of plexiglass. Yes. (laughs) That's true. <laughs> well, I hope that well, means good things coming for Disneyland. Would you like a that Target red nice. card, ma'am? No, I brought my own bag. <laughs> would you like a Target red card? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, one good thing that we know is definitely coming down the road for Disneyland. Uh, Jeff mentioned it briefly a minute ago. Uh, we do have the reopening date set for the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, that's going to be July 2nd with limited capacity. That's exciting. It's also a little bit earlier than I think we were kind of expecting. We were kind of thinking yeah. they might just kind of keep it down a little longer while they're working on the uh, DVC section that they're building there. But, uh, you know, that's, yeah, that's a that, huge project they're doing there. I haven't I haven't seen any updated pictures on that. I'll look forward to no, see what, what's coming along with that. And strangely but, enough, the Trader Sam's at the Disneyland Hotel is going to reopen. Mm-hmm. Trader Sam's at the Polynesian is still closed. Still closed. Yeah. Well, because the Polynesian's still closed. Right. Yeah, technically. Plus it's yeah. plus it's plus it's a lot smaller than the No. At least yeah, but it's they somewhat have that, smaller they have than that they have a ton of outdoor patio seating. Outside. Yeah. There's probably more seating with its patio. I don't know. They both have a patio. Yeah, I never I never think of including the the patio in my definition of the actual bar. 
So, yeah. They're both too small. I don't know why they made either one of them as small Mm -hmm. as they did. Bigger tiki bars. I'm starting a petition. Also bigger space bars, please. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) We can get to that later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, So that's exciting news. It is Um, exciting news. More exciting news. Speaking uh, of space bar. (laughs) (laughs) On the high seas. Yeah, speaking of space bar. Yes. We we already spoke about that part, but there's more high seas news with the Disney Wish, Heather. The Disney Wish. Yes. Uh, Last week, we finally got the first crack at uh, reserving staterooms on the Disney Wish for her inaugural season. For For her maiden voyage. Yeah. Sorry. Bad news about the maiden voyage, kids. It is sold out. I can't go on the maiden voyage? Nope. No. The maiden voyage sold out for all available capacity on the maiden voyage. Darn, I wanted to go on the maiden voyage. The maiden with voyage it. is only available to platinum people still, right? Yes. Maiden voyage? With it, with it, what, what about other people it, who want to go on the actually, maiden voyage? Actually, not even all platinum guests got a crack at the maiden voyage. Disney this year did a tiered uh, opening of the of the capacity. Maiden voyage. And, yeah, and the maiden voyage especially, Yes. So Sounds platinum, like the maiden yes. voyage caused a lot of tears for some <laughs> cruise guests. So essentially, unless you had sailed on a Disney cruise 15 or more times, you did not even get the opportunity to book it. It's the maiden voyage. The maiden is voyage, what you're that speaking is. Yes, it's yes. sold out in, in three days. <laughs> is it 100% already sold 100% out? 100% sold out now, yes. But just the maiden voyage, just right? Other voyages voyage. are yes, available. and it will be opening to the 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 general public on May twenty seventh. They'll get to book the first year, and it's there's still a, a decent amount of availability for next summer. They're not they they they've only opened up really through, I think the latest sailing I saw that you could book right now is um late. Early fall, late September, maybe. So what do they call those? Matron voyages? Inaugural <laughs> season. That's the inaugural season. Yeah. We got some uh, some interesting looks at uh, at more new spaces um, this week, too. The, did y'all see the, the funnel suite? I think they call it the tower suite, actually. Oh, yeah, yes. I wish it was more roomy. Yeah, it's the first <laughs> time they have put a huge... Really, the first time they've put... Multiple very big suites on their ships. The the other three ships only really have the two, the Walt and the Roy suite yep. in the front. I think they learned a lot from a lot of the uh, super ships that like Royal has, the those giant ships with multi-story rooms and stuff. They kind of learned from that. They need some more opulent settings. Mm-hmm. Now they will have uh, more one-bedroom concierge suites. This time they're putting... Staterooms right above the bridge on the front of the ship. So they'll actually be mm. higher than the bridge, which is kind of cool. And then they're going to have four royal suites, two Princess Aurora, Aurora royal suites. Say that. And Aurora fast. royal. And two Briar Rose royal suites. And each, each of these, you can have either a one floor option or you can book it to be a two story room. Pretty cool. First time is it convertible? Done these, these two <laughs> like you could rooms. have you could have one room or both. Yes, exactly. So like a pull down stairs, like to get it. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like <laughs> yeah. the lock off is. And if you book which, one of the rooms above the bridge, you're also contractually obligated to um, spend some time working for the yes. cruise line. 
driving mm-hmm. the, the, the ship. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you have to, that's, there's a crow's nest right outside yeah. your room. <laughs> you have to go up in there with a penny whistle and let them know if there's an iceberg. You're on iceberg duty. <laughs> and now they have, they've built, they've transformed one of the funnels into a two-story, just spectacular mm-hmm. suite. It looks incredible. It's not cheap, as you might imagine. I've I've been watching some of the travel agent groups on Facebook, and pe- pe- people have been posting in there the quotes they've been running on it. It's actually not as expensive as I was expecting it to be, but it is running, uh, depending on the time of the year. So in the summer, what I've been seeing is about six to $7,000 a person for the whole oh. cruise, not not per night, but that's honestly, that's less that's, than I was expecting. Yeah, I'll do that. Right? Really less yeah. than what I was expecting. Um, now I, I saw I'm hopefully as, optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> I saw as low as um, three thirty five hundred to forty five hundred on one of the shorter cruises in uh, September, which you know as now if that's a per person rate. Is it based on how many double occupancy? Just double, just double occupancy. Yeah, somebody somebody quoted it uh, for two guests for twelve thousand dollars for one of the sailings. I feel like we're probably going to do that. I think it's going to happen sometime. (laughs) It's really going to happen. Yeah. Wow. Um, but we also got sneak peeks at uh, something Dan hinted at just a little bit ago. Instead of Skyline, if you're familiar with the other Disney Cruise Line ships and love that adult space Skyline that makes it look like you're hanging out in a cool, hip, big city, that has been transformed into Star Wars Hyperspace Lounge. So you still have the cool windows that make it look like you're looking out on a skyline, but now it's a planet. You might be watching Coruscant or Tatooine or Batu. I feel like this is going to be a popular area of the ship. You think it looked like space going by, or will it be different, like planet skylines? Like I don't they're know hovering the, above. A concept art I saw lo- made it look like it was space, and you were hover- hovering above a planet. Mm. But it also they has could do whatever they want. It also has seventy-five percent more words in the name. This is true. Instead <laughs> no, it's of just Skyline, it's words. Star Wars Hyperspace Lounge. Apollo is a little different. It's going to be the Apollo Steakhouse, and it will be Beauty and the Beast themed. And also, it's not Remy anymore. I'm a little bit bitter about this. My favorite rat has been evicted, and it's now a Beauty and the Beast restaurant called <laughs> Enchanté. <laughs> I mean, I might give it change. A try, no one asked but, for. Yeah. I mean, couldn't they have picked two different themes? Right, because that's now what I yeah. thought Paolo is Paolo and whatever Enchante are both. Yes. Well, and then there's a third Beauty and the Beast themed area. There's one of the adult bars is called the Rose, and it will also uh, be, uh, I imagine, maybe something like. Uh, the Enchanted Rose at the Grand Floridian, some kind of like that vibe. Yeah, I yeah, they're really so. they're really leaning heavily. They into really Beauty are. And the Beast I'm all wondering. Over the place. If, I think it's just it's. I mean, it's really easy for them to go like opulent, yes. chic, like that's you true. know, with that. But that I wonder if the rose is replacing tacky. if if that's replace if that's the champagne bar if that's replacing pink and ooh la la. Not quite sure. But we shall see uh, the the concept art and some of the sneak peeks we've gotten of the wish are really pretty spectacular. It looks great. Yeah, the, that atrium the, the looks Aqua gorgeous. Mouse. Oh, yeah, that the atrium and there's going to be 
several new wedding venues on board. Uh, the Aqua Mouse looks kind of cool. It's kind of like they've enclosed the entire Aqua Duck and made it into a ride. It it looks a little bit like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, only at sea and with water. <laughs> the first Disney attraction at sea. I believe. Yes. Pretty sure that's exactly what they said. Mm-hmm. And they've redone the the decor in all of the staterooms is completely different. They've take, gotten away from that uh, red and blue nautical sort look. of feel. Yeah, and they're all uh, um, fairy tale. I guess is the fairy tale chic is sort of how I would describe it. Very very modern looking, very sleek um, white and pastel colors, and then behind the bed is a different fairy tale. I've seen some uh, some Cinderella, I think some Tangled scenes I've seen. It's all just concept art. I did so not far. even notice. Yeah, very different. It's a little bigger than the other ships, so it'll be the biggest of the, sh- of the, of the fleet thus far. Uh, they're still sticking with their split bathroom setup uh, for the rooms, which is great. I've always loved that about Disney Cruise Line, having your... Your bathroom spaces. Aren't the other two ships supposed to come like in a year and then mm-hmm. in a year Very again? Quickly. Or is it two years and two years? It was one. It was every year for a few years. I'm not sure. They haven't said whether COVID has affected the timeline on those other ships. Not sure yeah. yet. Hopefully not. But Hopefully they'll have very successful maiden voyages. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can get on the maiden voyage of, the, of one of those. Mm-hmm. I, I do have to mention that stage. The stage inside the atrium, it looks it looks like there aren't going to be a there's not a space for those glass elevators. No, I think we're accustomed is, to the atrium has been completely redesigned. And it's a little tricky. They've only shown it's bigger you know, for certain sure. angles. It's hard to tell mm-hmm. where the if you look at the deck plans, it appears that there are only two elevator banks, not three anymore. Did they send you deck pics? <laughs> yes, they, they were unsolicited deck pics, yes. But I wanted to see them, so I was yeah. happy. Yeah. That's what's unsolicited, that's, not unwanted. They, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I will be getting to go on the maiden voyage. So when I oh, have yeah. maiden voyage information, I'll, I'll report back. After maybe the I'll, maiden voyage. Maybe I'll, I'll do some live right, I'll do some live reporting from the maiden voyage Ooh. while it's on its maiden voyage. That would be cool. <laughs> Live from the Maiden Voyage. That's right. It's gonna hey, be when fantastic. is the Maiden Voyage? That will be happening June 9th of 2022. Oh, I was going to say, that's I only know. a couple of weeks away. <laughs> it's a year away. Isn't that funny? We're all so excited about the Maiden Voyage that mm-hmm. doesn't even happen until June 9th of 2022 yeah, Maiden and, Voyage. And the wish... The full it's not even available for everyone to book yet. Their whole their whole first year won't be opening up until the twenty seventh. It's it's already been a lot of hullabaloo for I'll get in on one of those more matronly voyages yes. later. <laughs> you'll st- I'm sure you'll still get in on the inaugural season. I can't see you staying away. We've got some new, uh, some more great uh, cruise news. Yeah, uh, cruise news. This is actually pretty exciting for me. I'm a little bit of a nerd about this, but for the first time ever, both the House and just very recently, the um, the Senate approved it first. The House also approved a temporary suspension 
of the Passenger Vessel Services Act, also known as the Jones Act, the thing that makes it impossible for a cruise ship not flagged in the United States to sail between two U.S. ports without stopping in a foreign port. And this is what was killing the Alaska season this year because Canada still has closed all of their ports to any cruise ships. And so it it came up as uh, it was presented in the Senate by um, Lisa Murkowski, uh, the Alaska Tourism Recovery Act to temporarily suspend that so that cruise ships can leave from Seattle and sail to Alaska this summer without having to stop in Canada. And it has passed. So they do still have to follow all the CDC guidelines. And we talked a little last show or the show before about how they've loosened those up a little bit. Um, They are going to do some lines have to do a volunteer only sailing where they test it all out. But um, pretty quickly after this act passed, we were getting emails from the cruise line saying Alaska is back. And they're really all planning to start launching um, by the end of June. Most of them are kind of shooting for the middle of July, uh, but they really are planning on having an Alaska cruise season this summer. That Alaskan season is short, too. It's really really only June, July, August. Mm -hmm. So they're happy to get two thirds of it. Um, So one of the things they've had to do is part of the CDC guidelines right now are saying that. They, they're only going to allow sailings of seven nights or shorter. So a lot of those Alaska ones have been, you know, eight, 10, 12 nights. So most of the cruise lines were, were getting feedback. Um, we have, you know, a lot of us have clients already booked that have been hanging on to those just in case. And they've all been getting shortened down to seven nights. But I mean, even that it's, it's really going to save, I think, Alaska for this season. They're going to get the sailings in. And uh, fingers crossed that this this all goes off without a hitch and we can send people to Alaska this summer. Very excited about this, though, because this has kind of been something that's been a thorn in the side of the cruise industry for a long time. It really doesn't make sense anymore to have this thing. Um, I hope this temporary suspension becomes permanent. I really do. Because it's too. stupid. It and is, is it named after Davy Jones? Okay. That's I, I think it's the his monkey, fault, right? right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's really exciting because those those ships that are on those routes, it's kind of like they they get their maiden voyage all yeah, over again. You're yeah, right. they're technical maidens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll be the first time they can sail from Seattle straight up into Alaska. Well, there's nothing as great as your first time. Right. I mean, this is cool, though. If they kept it suspended or just finally got rid of it or rewrote it, you could see a lot more cruises from uh, the Pacific coast over to Hawaii, not having to stop in. Yeah, they always go to Ensenada. Yeah. Or <laughs> Something silly like Enchilada. that. Enchilada. You could have, actually, you could have more cruise lines that were, would be able to sail, uh, just do Hawaiian island cruises and go from one port in Hawaii to the next. And that would be cool. So we'll see. But this is great news for Alaska. They really need this. And Seattle's probably pretty happy about it, too. Actually, that's very They get to fill up their port. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many jobs in the cruise industry that um, aren't even the people on the ship that we don't think about. Everything in those ports, right down to the tiny tour operators in Alaska who have had no livelihood for more than a year. 
those little towns like Ketchikan along the way that are just souvenirs yeah. and tourism. That's yeah. all that happens there. And it's it, it was going to be just just I mean, it's already been devastating for them. But to have to have it for yet another summer was just really, really bad. So this is great. And I'm glad that uh, both the House and Senate came together to make this happen. And I'm super excited to see what happens for the Alaska season this year. Back to normal a little I'm bit liking all this good news that's coming yeah. out. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Uh, well, some more happy news that we kind of, we touched on the announcement of it uh, during our last episode, I think. But uh, why don't we why don't we do a quick trip report if we want to talk about because one of the most exciting things is uh, we were all down at Walt Disney World this past week to experience the parks with no masks. Yeah, I think we were, we were there outside. like the masks. first three days or so. Oh, that it, no. that first it, few days. It is amazing walking around there with no mask. It was glorious. Who? But honestly, though, who would who would ever think we'd ever be having to have this conversation? I know <laughs> it's just so amazing. It's it's groundbreaking yeah. that we could walk around a theme park without a face mask. I've never been like opposed to masks. I find them no big deal. Mm -hmm. But all day in the parks in the heat in Florida it's... was pretty brutal last summer, mm -hmm. and you know, brutal is subjective. Obviously, spoiler alert: I was still spoiler walking around in an amazing theme park, but it is yeah. quite hot and quite humid. And it really Although made not me as feel hot and humid as Michigan was when I got home. I know Saturday. Florida <laughs> actually was lovely last week, but yeah. it's really crazy what a difference it makes to be able to take that mask off when you're outdoors. It just raises your your core Yeah, there's still some a little bit of ambiguity there because there were times I don't know Heather and I came across this like so we're. We're in a parking deck, but we're right. like, is this inside or like, so figuring out what was inside or outside was strange. Yeah. But I just like kind of looked lines. to the cast members and the other people, guests that were in line to figure out, like, is this a place to wear a mask Dan, or not? Dan and I had that conversation the first time we got on a Skyliner. Yeah, and we, we weren't thought, sure about, right. are we supposed to take this off? Are they watching us on camera? Do I need to use, do I need to establish which P corner is mine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, turns out they are not watching you on camera in the Skyliner. Good no. thing. Yeah. And I, I had been all up until this trip, I had been leaving my mask on in the Skyliner because Me it too. was, you know, mm -hmm. it was transportation. They told you you had to, even though. We were at the time still only, you know, one party. They weren't putting you in with, with strangers. I still kept mm -hmm. it on and it was awesome. great. Are they putting people on. in with strangers now? Mixing yeah. groups? I, no. I don't think they are yet. No, no, they're not. No, which is nice. It'd be, I don't see, I mean, obviously I haven't seen it operating at, at capacity levels where they were in the before times. Yeah. But They've got so many freaking cars. Uh, surely yeah. they can just keep running it with. But one honestly, party per car. in the mm -hmm. morning, if you have well, seen yeah. the lines over there, at Caribbean Beach, and yeah, uh, we have, and we yeah. took a lift instead. <laughs> yeah. uh, Y'all yeah, were staying at Pop, right? So yeah. you saw it every morning. I think they're going to need yeah. to start mixing parties. Um, when yeah. we're I have to say, there. generally speaking, I think only a. Two times have I been put with a different party. Usually I, you know, I had my own car. Well, you've we, got that look about you. We, yeah, maybe that's it. This we did once where they put our group of four with a family of six to make it full capacity. And it Gross. was not fun. 
I would purposely fart in that cabin just to <laughs> teach everyone a valuable teach lesson. Teach everyone a lesson, I guess. Yeah, and it, we saw some differences in the exterior queue policies when we were at Epcot. They were not making anyone put their face mask on until they stepped inside in the ride queue. Yeah. But we found um, it was somewhere at Magic Kingdom where they were asking you to put it on the second you got. Yeah, it seems I don't like the ambiguity of it. It seems to be up to the cast member Mm -hmm. at the time or I don't know. It's kind of weird. I'm I'm happy to do whatever they request. But yes, feels like they should just make that a hard and fast rule that as soon as you get into the queue, just put the mask on, even if you're outside or outside or inside. That way, there's no question about it. That's true. There are just some. Really, really, really long queues still. We saw Flight of Passage was all the way into uh, oh, back over by Festival of Lion King. Yeah, Frozen Frozen Ever After was all the way to the China entrance yeah. when we were there. And not Epcot's China, actual China. <laughs> actual <laughs> Shanghai. <laughs> That's a yeah. long line. Yeah, we were talking about how we were wondering when they're going to start really um, shrinking the physical distancing to, well, to handle those lines. Based on the guests, coming soon. Well, based on how the guests were <laughs> acting, you'd think that they had already done that. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't really see sure any physical outside. distancing. When we were in, when we got into inside a line, people still for the most part were following the, the markings on the ground, not entirely. And I, it didn't make me uncomfortable because I'm for, fully vaccinated, so I don't care. But I could see where if you were not or if you were still nervous about it, that that, that would bother you. I just like my personal space now. That too. I'm just, yeah, I'm just we so have used to it. it. Yeah. I know. I, 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 I will miss that. Absolutely. I am ready for them to take all that plexiglass down, though, because yes. in the queues, like in uh, Big Thunder Mountain with that plexiglass, it's really mm-hmm. humid in there. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Uh, any other highlights or exciting things that you guys saw or did that you want to report on? I have a highlight. So I got to ride uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway with Dan, and it was his first mm-hmm. time. And uh, there's his a, maiden voyage. Yes, it, it was yes. Dan's maiden voyage because for a lot of things this trip. <gasps> yeah. During, during a certain moment in that attraction, there <laughs> there is quite a surprise. I was surprised by it the first time. And when it uh, it happened with Dan, and he it just I, it was so much fun to see his reaction because it genuinely blew his mind. Oh, fun! It, was it, it that me, thing you were describing to me, Dan? No, it was um, in a watery room. Yeah, and it took oh, me yeah. until the second ride through to realize what, what, had, happened. what had actually happened. Yeah, no, I noticed the the thing I described to you. I noticed right away. It's just just the illusion and the the magic trick that happens at that mm-hmm. part too. And the fact it, is amazing. It just feels so continual. It didn't, you didn't realize what it actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, I, I heard you were crying at one point on this trip. Tell us why. Well, I, mean, I was crying at several points, <laughs> but uh, as predicted, Gal- <laughs> galaxy's edge did bring me this to tears. Was Dan's first time in galaxy's edge. And, and I got choked up when I walked through that tunnel and first saw the rock work and yes. the alien landscape. Rocks always oh. get me. And then there was, there, then there was a single tear 
when I saw the X-Wing. Mm-hmm. There was two or three tears when I saw the Millennium Falcon and I whispered to myself, Chewie, we're home. Oh, oh you are it. such a puss. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the second time we did uh, Smuggler's Run, I got to be the pilot oh, that yay. punched it. And when I pulled that lever, I was just giggling like the giddiest little schoolgirl you ever did see. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like I was riding Big Thunder Mountain with Jess. And you guys got to do my <laughs> favorite giggly. my favorite thing of all, which was close down Oga's Cantina. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great, we were there right? for last call and after and uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, there was nobody there. Yeah, in then the when area. you leave, you're the, if you can make it so that you are the last person to leave Oga's, then you're the which last person out of Hollywood And so what, Studios, what is that is reservation? Like 930 or? Yeah, you Eight, just. 850 mm-hmm. it was for us. Yeah, for, they, uh, it, it's typically like a cup. Uh, well, actually, uh, the when I went spring break, we were able to get one that was a full half an hour after the park had closed. Because oh, wow, that's crazy. This one, yeah. the park closed at 8 and our reservation was at 850. Yeah. Wow. And we didn't go into Oga's until a little after nine. They've been doing that with Oga's and Droid Depot and Savi's because of the need for physical distancing. It cut down on how many people could experience that. So they've yeah. been keeping it open later to get yeah. more people in. So then you get some good great. empty Star Wars town shots oh, on the way yeah. out. Yes, end of the whole park. They they escort you to the end of the end of the tunnel, the entrance to Batu, and then you're kind of on your own. Although there's security kind of every so often on the walk out, but reminding you some, that it is time to go. Right, <laughs> we got some great shots of the Chinese theater lit up with no crowds around it, and then down Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, as we walked out, we were the very last guests out, and the cast members gathered around the turnstile, all cheered for us, and helping so you with rocks and garbage. My favorite <laughs> yeah, part. Get out. My legs. favorite part about that yeah. experience was when they had to uncover a turnstile to let us in. Because oh, the park yeah. had been closed, that was so. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, so did you? Were you able to go into the park after it had closed for a reservation? So we yes. weren't sure about that. Mm-hmm. You, they will let you. What happens is we were somewhere else, and we came back. Oh, interesting! Full, almost an hour after park closing, and you go to security, and you just have to show them in your app. You say, "I've gotten Oga's reservation," and they're like, "Come on in," and oh, then. Yes. And then when you get to the turnstiles, you know that everybody's leaving and you have to find a cast member to un- uncover it and let you in. And they they were are so great about it. And yeah. so were you we, did they walk you quickly out of uh, Galaxy's Edge area? They let us take a little bit of time yeah. to take, take pictures, and look around. She wouldn't let me. I asked if I could take a couple of pictures of the Falcon with no one around it. And she said I had to stay on the cantina yeah. side of the arch. But she let me take a couple of pictures, but there was like, we need to move along. Yep. But mm. as we walked, I had enough time to stop in front of Kylo Ren's TIE fighter. She and would stop and look at those pictures. But yeah, more importantly, stopped. what did you have to drink? Uh, well, of course, I had to bring home a space tiki mug. So of I had course. the Yub Nub. The Yub Nub. Did anyone it- have a fuzzy tauntaun? No, Zach oh. brought home the other fancy glass, though. Uh, oh, the I had no intention yeah. of getting it until I saw it sitting in the bar, and I thought, "What? This is the what comes thing. in that? That's a cliff dweller. It's not an alcoholic, so you wouldn't be interested." Oh. <laughs> could you order it with a side of rum? Yeah, I bet mm-hmm. you could. Yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, we Fire also ordered water, the Batu bits. 
have you tried those? The the assorted sweet and spicy uh, space like, snacks. Some of them look like dog treats. Yeah, <laughs> they're all delicious though. They're, those were the astronaut. <laughs> astronaut. Yeah, it was. Really I'm so good. sad you didn't try a fuzzy tauntaun. I think I like the Bespin up. Fizz. I don't remember what it I is. I love the Bespin. That's what fizz. I get. That's the one that's served with um, dry ice, and so it comes mm-hmm. out and it's just bubbling and boiling, and it's so cool. We had another like agent favorite. We had another agent there with us. She got the outer rim. Mm-hmm. That one's she a really good one. enjoyed it. I think she got that one at the uh, recommendation of our amazing, amazing waiter. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, he was really, he was really good. They, they, uh, the atmosphere in there was was yeah you very nice you know the people listening can't see this but when he was talking about my mug he told me that there's actually two faces on the mug you you can google pictures to see what it looks like but you know when you look at it, there's the obvious face and right. then he said this is the cliff the cliff dwelling face he said this is the cliff falling face that's cute i hadn't seen that yep. uh so yeah that was good um Let's see, other firsts, uh, hey, I had my first turkey leg, and it was yeah. better than I expected. Mm. They're actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was good, too. I think I had tried them years ago and was not into it, but it seemed like it used to have more artificial smoke oh, weird yeah. flavor to it. And this tasted more just like roasted turkey. I couldn't eat a whole one by myself, but it was it was delicious. We we ate at the polite pig for the first time. Oh. I, I had I had had the uh, I had had the ravenous pig when I was a local when I lived there, but I had never I hadn't been to polite pig since it opened. It's so good. Oh, I didn't know. Here's so there's the, thing, the ravenous pig is another one of that chain. Or? Yeah, there. I think there's just the two of them. I, the ravenous pig is in Winter Garden, if I remember. Here's the thing. We also ate at Regal Eagle, and we both agreed we kind of liked Regal Eagle better than the Polite Pig. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to have to go back to Regal Eagle and ex- reserve judgment on that. Except because those- that butcher board that we always get at Polite Pig is too yeah. for. Yeah, we should that's a done. great way to and- do it. It's like 48 bucks, and you get to try everything. Yeah, yeah our, our, our uh, sample size is very small because we each... Got the se- we both got the same thing at Polite Pig, and then we got two different things at Regal. That Eagle. should not even be allowed. It is not the way you're supposed to do. Well, this. here's the thing, the though. Way. It was a late lunch, and we had Amateurs. reservations later in mm. that uh, night for uh, for Kona Cafe, and then in between, Still here's a pro tip. So, in between, in between, we also managed to get into Gideon's Bakehouse, and here's how you do that for the people who haven't read the article on ThemeParkProfessor.com. What you do is you show up to uh, Disney Springs and the first thing you do is go to Gideon's and check into the virtual queue line and they'll tell you it's going to be two hours. And you say, fine, I am going to go have lunch or dinner. or whatever. I'm going to go eat too much. And then I'm going to go shop for a little bit. And then once you've eaten dinner at the Polite Pig and hit up the Lego store and the World of Disney and the, uh, what do they call the, the, Uniqlo. the co-op, the co-op and Uniqlo and the Christmas store. And you <laughs> go and have <laughs> a drink at the Coke store. Then you're getting a lot you, done in two hours. I could yeah. never do all that in two hours. Yeah. So you do all that in two hours and then they send you a text that says, come back and stand in line for 15 minutes, which was more like 20. Well, but it's and fine. it's in the shade and you're, you're standing right. against a, a, um, an area you can sit down. Yeah, you can sit down. 
Right. So, so as long as you sign in first, then you'll have no trouble after you're done doing your dining and shopping, getting into Gideon's to get your dessert. And, and holy crap, that cookie was incredible. And just getting inside All Gideon's right. though is an experience because it is so, it's such a, a really cool looking interior. It's very Haunted Mansion-esque. It's also very dark. Mm. It took a while for my eyes to adjust when we walked in. Um, but yeah, the cookies were delicious. Um, but what about the cake? Did I you try cake? cake? I want to try cake next time. I was actually, I went yesterday uh, because I didn't, I had a late flight yesterday evening. I went yesterday to try and get some cookies to bring home to my family. And here's pro, here's your pro tip, folks. Don't go to Gideon's on a weekend. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I was there. I had brunch at ten thirty, and as soon as I finished brunch, I went to Gideon's to get on the list, and they said it's going to be four hours and twenty minutes. Oof! Ew. So I said, "No, I'm Thank good." You, All right. no. I'm thinking about opening my own sort of spooky haunted bakehouse thing but it's all going to be cake instead of cookies mm-hmm. i'd recommend and they all have extra icing i'm going to call it boo cakey <laughs> i just got that i can't wait well <laughs> good that'll be fun um let's see uh, i'm trying to think if there's anything we, else to report on we got citrus yes. swirls yes we did i thought well, let's run down go ahead Oh, I just thought I thought Dan was creaming his jeans when he was eating his citrus swirl. Oh my god, they're so good. Why do people eat Dole Whips? The citrus swirl is so good. It is the, it's so it much is the far superior frozen adventure. I like both. Snack. I like both. Yeah, I, 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 I like both, but I also like that Peter Pan float. I, that, at first, I didn't like it, but as we were there the other day, I kept thinking about it, and I'm like, I want that instead of the Dole Whip or the citrus. I, I actually still would like to try that coconut one. Yeah, I pass on that one. So I was going to say, let's, I, I wanted to run down real quick on uh, some of the submissions that people had for me to do before oh, right. we move on. But um, somebody did su- suggest that I get that coconut, the Kakamora float thing. And I said, that sounds lovely. It's far too much. Yeah, it's far too much coconut for my liking. So I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah, and I had my citrus much. roll instead. I um, love coconut. I haven't, me too. I haven't posted the video yet. Uh, we didn't catch a trolley show, but my children did request that I do an embarrassing dance in public oh, so zach got a picture of me uh, no, doing an embarrassing video. sorry a video, a video of me uh doing an embarrassing dance during uh one of the mickey and friends cavalcades it was very um, middle school dance-esque oh yeah, it was, it was it's very awkward zach please that send that to me immediately um oh it's on my phone it's I'll, on dance. I'll be posting it shortly um <sighs> Uh, um, let's see what else was on my list we weren't able to go to uh, the campgrounds to find that weird picture I did find the porgs nest in the exit from smugglers run and posted picture evidence of that Uh, I did get the Kona braised short ribs at Kona cafe they were incredible I wish that there had been like maybe like one or two more ribs on that little rack of short ribs but they were that's a fair chef's kiss or make longer ribs. That's true. Yeah. Why can't we have medium ribs instead of short ribs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I had a back scratcher to go along with that. And either the back scratchers have grown or the cup has shrunk because my back scratcher was too tall to stand up in the cup. So it was just <laughs> set on the table next to it. That's which lame. Defeats the purpose. Maybe that's um, a COVID thing. Oh, yeah. That could mm, also it be. Could but be. it was a so you could scratch your friends back without getting COVID. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> uh, 
Um, I'm trying to remember what else was on my list. Uh, we uh, did the 1964 one, New York World's Fair World, Challenge. Yes. That was my request. With and, not just, was, uh, and not just because I love those attractions. Uh, small World, uh, uh, Spaceship Earth. Okay, and, got uh, it. No, not Spaceship Earth. Thing. Not Spaceship Earth. Uh, um, 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 you know, Carousel, Carousel of Progress. Progress. Carousel of Progress and the uh, people. Mover. Mover. Yes, which is back finally, and and with yeah, and it yeah. gives you a smoke. phenomenal view of the Tron construction. Oh yeah, they yeah. still have the uh, sign up that says "This many days since there was a rubber fire." <laughs> so that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, we did a. I mean, we did a lot of things. We um, we did Smuggler's Run a few times, making minis a, a few times. Uh, uh, what would you think of Rise of the Resistance? Oh, no, no. <laughs> That's a sore spot. Still. It didn't get a rise yeah. out of me. I'll say that. <laughs> hey, oh. hey, yeah, that one went. That one was down it was all day. Down so. for almost two days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. The next day, it mm-hmm. didn't open with the rest of the land either. Nope. So I don't know what was going on there, but it was apparently not good. Oh, it was broke. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. I read that somewhere. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm sure there were other things that I accomplished on my to-do list, but I'm blanking on what my to-do list was now. So, but it was definitely a successful trip, and it was a lot of fun. Thanks, to fun, Zach, yeah. for and we got to run game. into you guys a few times and yeah. hang out, have some drinks. Yeah, this was the first time that we've had this many members of the Gold Key Adventure Society in one place in yeah a very long time. We're gonna so. have to do it again soon. Mm. Yes. And the morning we were in Magic Kingdom, I don't know if it was just that morning, but uh, I don't know where everyone was, but they weren't in that park because Peter Pan, uh, we even an hour after park opening, we just walked right onto Peter Pan. There was That never happens. Whoa. Yeah, we walked on to in the space of less than an hour. We did Peter Pan, the carousel, small world, haunted mansion. Oh. And then wow. Said, it's time for breakfast. Oof. Yeah, that's so that was the last morning you were there. Yes, that was a very productive morning. So everyone, that's amazing. Elsewhere, nice. One place they could have, yeah, it was fun. Uh, One place all those people could have been, I suppose, was trying to get tickets to uh, this weird flight that Heather's going to tell us about next. Y'all, the flight to nowhere thing phenomenon has not gone away, and I do not understand Qantas. Sold sold out in under three minutes. A Qantas Supermoon flight to nowhere, and these tickets I will have you know were not cheap. To be sitting in the back of the plane in economy, it was five hundred dollars and fourteen ninety nine, so fifteen hundred dollars to sit in business class. It includes a cocktail party, in flight food and beverages, some swag. And basically, you just eat dinner while flying for two and a half hours. That swag better be four hundred eighty dollars, right? Oh, oh! Plus, you get a plus. You get your own personal. Uh, I'm assuming astrologer to yap at you about uh, the eclipse and the super. <laughs> yes, <moon. laughs> and this is their their gimmick on this one is that it's going to fly for you to get a bird's eye view of the moon turning red in the night sky when a total eclipse. occurs. Occurs alongside a supermoon. So the that would be pretty cool. It would be cool. The moon's going to look pretty big. It's going to be red, and you're going to be flying in a dreamliner 
And look, that's the other thing. They're putting only 100 people on that 787, which Mm -hmm. means you're going to have plenty of space, considering that we had more, far more than that on my little 737. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the airlines are back to filling their planes full. This is on uh, Oceanic Flight 815, right? Yes. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, Qantas has been doing this throughout the la- the the whole pandemic, uh, selling these gimmicky flights to nowhere. There was a um, a flight that just flew over the Great Barrier Reef and the Outback. They sold that out in ten minutes. It was a seven hour flight to just look at the Great Barrier Reef and the Outback. It doesn't sound that is Australia to me. locked down still? still? Is that why they're doing still this? fairly locked down? Yeah. They were doing all of these mystery flights earlier this year or like a murder mystery last year. Well, no, where they just the flight would depart from either Sydney, Brisbane or Melbourne and go somewhere that was within a two hour flight. Oh, yeah. But you would have no idea where you were going. You know, it'd be cool if they did like an escape room where the plane, <laughs> the pilot's dead. The plane's going to crash unless you can you figure out all the riddles and get into the thing and uh, awaken the pilot and before you have he to pay them plunges. Six, and they have to inflate the autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <like it>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope Australia can get their vaccination numbers up and let people go somewhere instead of having to continue to pay thousand dollars for a mystery flight to nowhere <laughs> yeah i don't know i think their people might be more than happy to just be sitting there locked down and be able to go to concerts without any masks yeah and, that's uh, true that's a good point yeah, well i probably... would love to see the super moon from an airplane but i don't want to pay fifteen hundred dollars I mean, if you schedule, I mean, I'm sure that you could probably yeah. the right flight <laughs> and make it happen to california <laughs> Yeah. Stick around because after the commercial break, we're continuing our Grand Circle Tour of the Magic Kingdom with a look at Tomorrowland USA. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the World Travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner, specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. The next stop on our tour of the Magic Kingdom is Tomorrowland, the land of the future that might be. In Walt's own words... Tomorrow can be a wonderful age. 
Our scientists today are opening the doors of the space age to achievements that will benefit our children and generations to come. The Tomorrowland attractions have been designed to give you an opportunity to participate in adventures that are a living blueprint of our future. Now somebody get me another pickled cigarette. <laughs> That's the full quote. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. People um, often leave off the full quote. Yeah. That's where they put I the ellipses. Remember, yeah. in, remember in 1971, they thought the future would be stark, chalky white. Yes, so yeah. much concrete. Yeah, that's true. Well, the land has changed a lot over the years, from a serious look at the ways we'll live and travel in the future to a more cartoonish retro, retro future that never was or will be. It's currently on the hope. cusp of... Yeah, I, yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's currently on the cusp of shifting focus again, as Walt Disney Imagineering has been slowly changing the visual language of the land to move uh, to more closely resemble its origins. And several key attractions are either closed or they're really, really badly in aid of a major update. Uh, before we talk about what we love in Tomorrowland and what the future may hold, let's take a quick look back at its early days in Walt Disney World. Um, so in the Magic Kingdom, much like in Disneyland, uh, Tomorrowland was pretty empty when it when it first opened. Yeah, they didn't have much. Was like two rides, right? Yes, exactly. Two attractions: uh, the Grand Prix Raceway uh, and the Skyway to Fantasyland, which seems like it barely counts as a Tomorrowland ride. Now they call the Grand Prix Raceway the Fume Zoom. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Oh, I like that ride. We can discuss that. It, um, yeah, well, Jeff has some some ways to improve it. We'll talk about that later. That's true. Um, so within two years, uh, they did add the carousel progress uh, in there. But uh, so it's pretty empty. Um, and, um, you know, a lot of the early things they had the the popular uh, now it's called the Astro Orbiters. It originally when it first opened was named the Star Jets. Hmm. Um, Interesting. I can yeah. see why it was not up change. on the roof like it is now, right? Wasn't it just down on the ground? Um, I'm not sure about that. The I way thought that it was always it is up at there. Disneyland. I, I, I'm not sure I, about that. I, I, I didn't read sure. far enough into my. Yeah. I think it was. Um, um, let's see. Other popular ride, earlier rides. Um, uh, the uh, let's see, the Tomorrowland Speedway. We already talked about the People Mover. They had the um. TWA Moonliner. Uh, yeah, the the the. What was that? You, you uh, flight. If to the moon. I could fly, flight, yeah, flight, flight to the, the moon. moon. Yeah. Um, there's were various Circle Vision 360 movies in there. <laughs> I love those things. They're great. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, including the America the Beautiful video. A uh, Timekeeper. Back when Robin Williams was pretty much the face of Walt of the Walt Disney Company for a little while, he had a weird. <laughs> I was trying to decide if I had ever seen Timekeeper. When I was looking at this, I don't recall it. I know that I didn't. It was a Circle Vision film, but there's also like an animatronic of what was the Nine Eyes, the robot, and it looks like it's a really crazy, weird. I think show. that robot became the guy that was in the Stitch ride and the previously the extraterrestrial guy, the intro yeah. guy that would stand there and talk. Yes, I believe you are correct. Um, they had a version of Mission to Mars, much like uh, it started out as Rocket to the Moon and then turned into Mission to Mars, just like they had at Disneyland. Uh, Delta Dream Flight, yeah, that was the one yes. that Jeff mentioned. Uh, replaced If You Could Fly, If You Had Wings, back when it was Eastern. 
It's never been. It's always been Tomorrowland, but nothing's ever felt very it's super futuristic. Yeah. yeah, other than Space Mountain, obviously. But sure. yeah, because like like those those future the Circle Vision films were kind of more of a tour around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Timekeeper had a plot to it, but then the others yeah. were just like. Yeah, they were like tourism things and TWA and the all the airlines that were sponsoring ones. That was literally like you'd fly to Cancun and then yeah. go here and like no. it was film projectors and stuff. You could hear the clickety clack of the projectors going by and stuff. This these were lame attractions. They <laughs> did have the extraterrestrial. Yeah. That that I, was sort of I mean, I guess a little. I never rode that. I don't know. I really wish that I had. I had gotten to go on that. Man, it looked terrifying. And (laughs) have you ever talked to your wife about that ride? The one time she she rode it, it was like. Uh, Yeah, she described it as she wouldn't go on any other attractions for the rest of that trip because she was so terrified. The only other thing she would ride was in the Magic Kingdom. What was one whatever the flight? She they they wouldn't even get on. She wouldn't get on that flight. Whatever I think at the time it was the um, if I, I had know, wings yeah I think that's what it was at the time uh-huh. they, we couldn't even get them on that she would ride the Dumbo's that was about it because <laughs> that was the first stop my uncle really wanted it was a huge fan just go ahead of and alien. scare the crap out of the kids right away <laughs> yeah. yeah he loved aliens so that was like the thing he wanted to do and it's the first stop we make in the Magic Kingdom and Kendra <laughs> oh, and our cousin bad. Allie who was about at the same age would not do anything after that ride <laughs> because it was I mean it was terrifying. It was pitch dark in there, and they show you that that scary alien. Yeah, it was the same setup as that stupid Stitch one, but with yes, a scary alien. But with a scary no. alien, and you could hear him breathing down your neck and that, slobbering. That on was you. toned down by the time you guys saw it. The original version was even worse, and they had to shut it down for a few. The original weeks one time. would actually decapitate the guests. Yes. Yeah, I wish one was I could have chose- seen the the, the, or the original one. It's kind of like the rebel spy on Star Tours. They would randomly choose one yeah. guest as you entered, and that person. <laughs> and then they realized they were losing money because that guest couldn't go into the theme park. That's right. right. <laughs> gifts up, so they had to get rid of it. And they'd have to buy clean T-shirts for all the people that were blood sprayed nearby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ones that now. <laughs> so Kendra yeah. got too scared. Too scared. Yeah. Wouldn't get on anything else the whole time. It was. It was. Kind of a bummer. Yeah, you got to ease a kid, and yeah. she was only twenty-seven at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you got to ease kids into stuff like that. Um, well, I was wondering, since and uh, we won't disclose any pertinent numbers or dates, but mm-hmm, Heather mm-hmm. and Jeff, both of you visited uh, Walt Disney World before Zach or I mm, uh, that's a very made that delicate trip. way to put it. <laughs> uh, We're elderly. What you so, trying to say, Dan? I'm 50 years well, old. I was just wondering if you guys have any memories of going on any of those older uh, attractions, older than, say, uh, the extra terrorists. We went when um, the, the summer that, uh, or over the summer, and the... Uh, Space Mountain was pretty new, and it was a really, really long line that went not only the whole indoor queue, but way out of it. And we just waited and waited and waited and down that dark hallway. And I thought it was the coolest thing. But as we got closer and closer and closer to it, I got more and more scared. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and my, I was with my 
two older brothers. Well, I was just like, it was my whole family and my grandparents, but my grandmother was not feeling that right either. And so was, she was kind of like, yeah, Jeffy, aren't you scared of this? Like she was kind of <laughs> talking Steam me into fire, chickening yeah. out of it. And I finally was like, yeah, I don't think I can do it. And she, she was real quick to ask a cast member to help us out of there. And that's, we went to ride the stupid, uh, I don't remember which iteration of it was, but the airline thing. And she thought that was the greatest thing. She was like, it's like I was on a real airplane. And she just thought that was so wonderful. And then we did the Circle Vision theater thing. And it wasn't Timekeeper. It was whatever was in there first. And it was it was in the theater that's now, uh, I think, Monsters, Inc. That was a Circle Vision theater. But she thought that was the most amazing technology, how it was like 3D and all around you. She... she she talked me into being scared of that thing because she didn't <laughs> want to write it. <laughs> but years later, I went with just my grandparents, and the three of us got on one of those uh, Space Mountain cars, and we talked her into going on it, and then she wound up breaking a rib on there. <laughs> oh, no. So she was probably right. I figured it was sort of like that... Uh, what's the movie where death comes after you because you avoided him that one time? Yes. No, <laughs> but this was like the ribs, broken ribs version of that. Like she was, it was her destiny to was break it that the rib. Old style of the car when that happened. Yeah, before? the toboggan style. Mm -hmm. And you were like sort of sitting in the lap of the person behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's still sort of like that. But this was just one open bench type mm -hmm. of thing, and it For, was. Yeah, Jess has a story. Fling you around a lot more. She got slung and it broke her rib. Yeah. I was the first time I wrote it, I was six, and I've hated Space Mountain ever since. I love that ride. And it only goes like 27 miles an hour or something, but it feels like it's going slower and slower all the time. I prefer Disneyland's Space Mountain so, so much. That ride, there's no way that's safe. It feels so rickety. I've heard what? that they that they do a roller coaster physics program in dirt for the yet Disney Yes series where you could get to ride it with the lights on. And I can't decide whether that would be really cool or absolutely terrifying. Because <laughs> you would see how close you come to decapitation. I think you and I were in there one time and the lights came on just mm -hmm. for a second. And just I have not put my hands up on that ride oh, since. No. <laughs> because I it feels like it's maybe an inch above like where my Safety. hands are, if you hold yeah. them up, where the where the track above you comes. Well, it's so it, it it is painful. It jerks you around a lot, and part of that yes. is to keep on slowing it down more and more to avoid overstressing the tracks. So, oh, they um, are they're governing it. Yeah, they add brake sections every so often when the tracks are starting to get a little stressed out interesting I, I, i'm really hoping that when tron opens up they'll take the opportunity to shut i shut wish Space they Mountain would make it more like disneyland yeah yeah just so put I an entirely that. new track system in there yes. which which they had they had plans to do that and then uh somebody in charge of the money said i can't afford to as uh, before chapek i'm staying 
possibly, or somebody of that era, they said, no, we can't afford to do that. But anyway, um, you mentioned that airliner, the airline's flight, it started out Eastern and then went to Delta. Did you know that the Eastern Airlines version, when you exited the ride, instead of exiting into a gift shop, you exited into a space where they had an Eastern Airlines ticketing counter. <laughs> so after you saw how wonderful the service oh, on Eastern Airlines was, ticket. you could make a reservation for a flight right there That's in the amazing. middle of Walt Disney World. That sounds like some, that sounds very early Walt Disney World. Sounds like something they would have done. I can't, I have to wonder how successful that would actually be. Probably that was successful. Like like you're on this gift card shop on Main Street. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I might buy some cards. Postcards are popular. I'd rather buy a card from there than a ticket to Fiji or whatever. That makes sense. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. It was a different time. I think buying an airplane ticket was probably more of a novelty then. Mm-hmm. Even way early on, as a little kid, I remember thinking Tomorrowland wasn't very tomorrow. Yeah. Other mm-hmm. than Space Mountain. Well, and then in 1994, they tried to make it tomorrow. And it's this weird, like, not even steampunky, but kind of like 1940s Robots with light bulbs for heads. Yeah, it's like fifties uh, atomic future kind yeah. of almost. And 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 they are getting away from that. The um, tomorrow that never was, or whatever they call it. Yeah, and thank God because <laughs> I love Although, the the version of it at Disneyland Paris is Discovery Land, and it's all fully like Jules Verne, mm-hmm. oldie times future steampunk so almost, great. but real ornate and gold and copper and. Yeah, it's it makes more sense than that weird white cement look. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah, definitely their version of Space Mountain shooting you out of Love the cannon. Theirs. To yeah, fly it to goes the upside down yeah. and great. Yeah. Um, theirs didn't am, make quite as much sense when they did the hyperspace mountain overlay because oh, of the whole yeah, steampunk feel of their, their Tomorrowland, but you know, right? Star Wars, um, we don't care. <laughs> well, then they just call it Coruscant. Star Wars, true. Oh, no, true, yeah. Uh, one part of the new Tomorrowland that I actually will be sad to see go, uh, they're working on right now, removing the, changing the walkways, the pavement, they're removing the gear motif mm-hmm. from the walkways and they're changing it back to just plain pavement. Uh, hmm. I, I kind of liked the look of that, those gears all over the place. That was neat. But yeah. Well, now I, can I can't even picture what that looks like. <laughs> they, they, on the lighter squares, they've got these giant gears. Well, they don't anymore. They're. Overnight, huh. it looks I like had not ripping them out and putting them, yeah. And as we um, and as we learned walking through the front part of Epcot, that that pavement can be blinding. That sun yeah. is bouncing off that white pavement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the yeah. um, the metal palm trees used mm-hmm. to be open during the day and they would close down at night. <clears throat> I thought it was the other way because I thought that they were supposed to be taking in solar power. Oh, maybe or maybe I they have, opened and then they closed. I think maybe they started closed and then they opened up and then maybe they closed again. Cause I think they, I think the idea was they were supposedly solar collectors and they would collect sunlight oh, to open up. Yeah. And then I think the coconuts were supposed to be lights. Yes. The coconuts were definitely supposed to, I remember that part. Yeah. It reminds so. me of that, um, of Enchanted Garden on Disney Cruise Line that had these elaborate uh, light fixtures that were supposed to start open and close mm-hmm. down. They're ceiling the, fan light fixtures. Yeah, and oh, they weird. just don't work. 
<laughs> just yeah. always open. But it's a nice idea. Yeah, it was a great <laughs> idea. But in practice, now the palm trees are reinforced with metal. I mean, maybe it was something that that uh, wasn't great for hur- <laughs> hurricane times. No, <laughs> had to- good thing you leaned away, Zach. <laughs> well, I'm trying. <laughs> Why isn't there any good dining in uh, Tomorrowland? Either? There's none. like no restaurant. Well, well, I- actually, actually, pro tip. I don't know if you saw when well, you probably did see my post, but uh, you were you, you guys were complaining about the lack of Columbia Harbor House. Oh, we there this past the- week. I have never yeah. complained about that. Uh, Columbia Harbor House has been moved to Tomorrowland yeah. Terrace temporarily. temporarily, but they don't have yeah. the tuna sandwich, which was my favorite thing. Tomorrowland the- Terrace is always almost always empty. Yeah. Yeah. And- it used to be like a noodle hut or something. Yeah, it just has never had a very good identity. And I thought it was weird when they put Columbia Harbor House there. Well, they and should have some kind of really cool futuristic dining thing. Like the Space 220 I should be there. I was just going to say yeah. that that's where Space 220 should go, not in yep. Epcot. Why can't Sunny Eclipse have cool... Uh, I mean, if he's a lounge act, he needs to have... A futuristic space bar like they have on Batu. Yeah, mm-hmm. make that a cool sit down place instead of that yeah. stupid quick. Maybe they could do that with the empty hole that is Titch at this point. Yeah, what is going to happen there? Do you think that went seasonal? It's fully closed now, right? Yes. Like it's all the way gone. Yeah, it is. at one point. And they've removed, because for a while, the stuff was still in there, but they've removed those stitch animatronics now. Um, at one point, there was rumors that they were going to do like a augmented reality sugar rush mm-hmm. uh, experience in there. Uh, I don't think that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen anymore. Yeah, that should, I would love to see that turned into dining. And the best part is they oh. still haven't even announced that it's closed. I know. Yeah, still a temper Is it still seasonal? <laughs> yeah, there's still tourists lined up outside of there right now with their stitch dolls. They were using it for a Stitch meet and greet uh, at like Halloween parties and stuff. That's where Stitch would show and up. Is Monsters this. Inc. back open? No, it's not open. So. But no. the uh, not yet. I think they had covered up the sign at one point. But the, I think they, I, I think they're moving in the direction of reopening. Yeah, I was afraid. I saw they had either removed or covered the sign. I was afraid it was never going to open again. I, I like that attraction very much. As someone with uh, crippling Kids anxiety, I hate it. Because <laughs> you think you're going to be that guy. I always think I'm going to have to participate. But before we move on from the cosmic rays, I do have to mention this. They should. Um, Cosm or Sunny Eclipse has a cousin <clears throat> at Tokyo Disneyland named Tony Solaroni. Oh yeah, <laughs> they should bring him over here That's to cute. him in Tomorrowland. Or they could. He could be the proprietor of the restaurant where Sunny Eclipse uh, performs. I Tony Solaroni. I like it. I like it sounds that. like a real. He sounds like he's mine. Well, speaking of Rick at Ralph, that's what they need to do with yes. that dumb gasoline powered thing is make <laughs> a sugar rush ride over there and make them battery powered and quiet cars, and clean. Come on. Electric cars and jazz it up and use the. Uh, have some indoor sections and some outdoor section, but make it bright and colorful and make yeah. it Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Projection mapping. Oh, I'd like, great idea. Oh, yeah. 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 I, even, I mean, they could do some sort of augmented reality throwing 
Which it actually sounds like that's kind of what yeah, is like, going to be the Mario Kart yes. ride at uh, going to say that Universal. Right. Instead of right. throwing shells, you can throw lemon but drops at people. I would like to see it, you know, not not like Mario where it's on complete rails. I'd like to see it where they can still let the kids have the experience mm-hmm. driving the car for themselves. I have yeah. really great uh, <laughs> memories of riding that with my Wyatt when he was four or so and you know just that he's he's always been obsessed with cars to the Mm -hmm. point where it's like it's like dude i've known you for eight years and i'm getting tired of playing hot wheels at this point (laughs) (laughs) or they could just get rid of the whole thing who cares no no it's a big footprint there yeah yeah like little kids love that why it loved it my why it loved it too that's one of the things that's one of the few things i still have pictures of from when i went as a kid was riding in one of those cars with my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the kids love it when they get to the age where they're allowed to be the driver and they get the driver's exactly. license. That's what I was and say. that's great. This... But I don't <laughs> understand why they still have to be those old fashioned guys. So, it laps. smells so bad when you walk by and it's loud. Yeah. Che- che- cheeseburgers and gasoline. Yes. <laughs> it's the American way. I guess so. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have to be. No. I was excited when they announced Tron and showed where it was going to be because I was like, yes, they're getting rid of that <laughs> thing. But nope, they're just straddling it. Yeah. Darn it. The Tron construction seems like it's fully back on. They were working inside yeah. and out when we were there. It looks yeah, like. that feels like the perfect fit for Tomorrowland. That's going to be, yeah. you know, f- sort of futuristic and it's it looks the, the videos I've seen of that ride in Shanghai, it looks just spectacular, especially at night. Yeah. That's when I want and to the, ride it. The great thing is, too, is going to add another level of that kinetic presence yeah. that makes it feel like a really alive area. Because if this is supposed to be like a futuristic city, there's, yeah. and in, that's what you know, I was, Zach and I were talking about because we talked about a lot of nerdy theme parks. I was say, what a couple of nerds. <laughs> uh, and we're talking about, you know, there's, there's old video clip of Tomorrowland at Disneyland in the sixties where you've got like the sky skyliner buckets going over and there's the monorail and the subs and the cars and the people mover all yeah, a lot moving of planes, and trains, feels, and automobiles happen. Right, mm-hmm. it feels so alive and vibrant, yeah. like this futuristic city, and it, that really, I, I think, adds to the atmosphere mm-hmm. when you have that. Instead of enclosed attractions that are, yeah. you know, closed away, it it feels like that future city that they should they just go full Tron on that whole area. <laughs> well, as you walk down, like from the hub into like towards where Tron uh, will be and where Space Mountain is. It's like a little, I don't know, like plaza, like shopping mall. There's a ride here and a ride there. Mm-hmm. And they're inside. You can't even see what it is. Yeah. It's just like a storefront. I don't know. For a, yeah, it a needs more energy, time, you're right. Yeah. Uh, in California, at, it was actually at California Adventure, but they did this in the evening. They did this Tron-themed dance party. Oh, yeah. Oh, Electronica? uh, Electronica, yeah. And it was so cool. And they had huge set pieces that uh, from the movie, the Tron Legacy, the recognizers and the all of the lighting. And it was just very cool. And that that kind of thing would look 
really neat in Tomorrowland. I have to say, really Tron is good. super cool looking, but I, I have no idea what happened in that movie. <laughs> That's fair. That is the fair. first one I kind of did, but that Tron Legacy, I came out of there like that was beautiful, but I don't know what just the, happened. I love yeah. the look and the sound, and that's mm-hmm. why I would love it to be a, a whole area in Tomorrowland because you're right, the plot was thin at best, <laughs> but it looks cool, and it especially would be really cool at night. It would be kind of the feel of Pandora at night with all the blue lights and the, I don't know. You just produce some really cool stuff and you could have a whole <coughs> Flynn's arcade back there, which would be fun. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. Ooh, 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 ooh. I'm imagineering again. So, <laughs> <laughs> TM, so, TM. so you enter through a 1980s or 90s yes. earth building facade that includes Flynn's arcade 100%. and through some sort of portal you enter into Tomorrowland. Right. Sure. Yes. Real big door. <laughs> and the entire thing is now uh, yes. transformed to have the Tron aesthetic and Disney's proven twice now that they can pull off the fully immersive land where they let the cast members. Oh yeah do a backstory for themselves Mm -hmm. and they let them do a little bit of role playing Mm -hmm. to bring the guests in. So all of the cast members are citizens of the computer world. They call you program Program. and you know, they use all of that Tron-y kind of lingo. That would work with Wreck-It Ralph too. Like how in the second one you saw more of the city. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. You could mesh those two inside the computer inside the internet worlds together and that would be phenomenal i'm calling the bobs they they need to do this you could even do that fairly on the cheap with just more lighting and color and yeah electroluminescent wire is not that expensive and those um, and and projection mapping Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. make the buildings come alive and look, we they could have the glitches. Technology. And, and I am willing to sell this idea to the Walt Disney Company for a very reasonable for a To sell them their own IP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, obviously somebody needs to tell them how to effectively use the IP that they own instead of shoehorning. Yeah, we need to get someone on the inside of, of Imagineering. Well, apparently they are spending all their time on their IP of Beauty and the Beast lately. Oh, exactly. so much Beauty and the Beast. See? So let's 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 work on this. So I like it, Dan. I so there's my blue sky plan. How to fix Tomorrowland? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Color LED lights and mm-hmm. projection fiber. mapping would go a long way there. Fiber yeah. optic sidewalks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With gears on them. Look at how well they improved Big Thunder Mountain with just a few glow-in-the-dark bats from the dollar store. That's right. Truly. That's right. Just some some chicken wire and popsicle sticks. That that really plussed that attraction. Yeah, surely we could just get some rope lighting and... (laughs) Yeah, Dollar Tree. Yes. (laughs) Fix it right up. Hey, it's amazing, but honestly, though, it's a, it's amazing what uh, what It's a Small World does with some Mylar streamers and True. fans and plywood. Uh-huh, so, right? you know. They can make fake fire with just a fan and some, and some nylon tissue stockings. Paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so let's get to work. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, honestly, they have been doing some 
really cool stuff with projection mapping lately. So mm-hmm. let's put that in more places. And they have been slowly, you know, removing the 1994 ugly signage and bringing it back yeah. to old times. And but what's I'm with like, the new paint job on the rocks out? Front? Yeah, I was I'm just, just going to ask that a little while ago. That weird green or the bluish bluish purple yeah because have you seen okay the way that that entrance bridge originally looked with those gigantic tower waterfall fountains Mm -hmm. they're just these giant monolithic just futuristic they're incredible Mm. jeff they're they were like 30 foot tall cement towers that kind of curves straight up the back and curved gently forward and they had waterfalls coming down them on either side of the bridge. Very similar to how Tokyo Disneyland's Tomorrowland still looks. They still have their their entrance looks a lot like Walt Disney World's original entrance. And then guests complained that the wind was blowing too much water on them as they crossed the bridge, so they removed those. But those those entrance fountains are just... Oh yeah, that looks cool. It looks a little bit like the Eye of Sauron. Yeah, it does. Yeah, Except for without a butthole at the top. Yeah, well, <laughs> that took eye. a turn. That is an eye. <laughs> the butthole of Sauron. That's why it's called the Eye of Sauron. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, so bring back the fountains and bring more Shran and you know what they can do is just have them not really be water, but light effects water. Sure. So yeah, you don't you get go. water blowing on people. How'd... Who wants to get wet when it's a thousand degrees outside? Me. Or put some plexiglass. <laughs> Put some plexiglass in front of that trough. They've got plenty of plexiglass sitting around. Yeah, and make everyone wear a mask. Oh, problem solved, guys. (laughs) No one will complain anymore. How are we going to convince them to do that? Let's release release the next super germ into the world. Well. Maybe not. (laughs) Before we go any further down this road, does anybody have any other closing thoughts on Tomorrowland? I do still like it. It is the home to my favorite Walt Disney. Well, my favorite this nostalgic attraction. I think we've, uh, I think I've determined Mickey Me's Runaway Railway is my current favorite attraction. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! But I um, would like them to I'm redo Carousel of Progress. Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. what Dane and I had this pretty long conversation on a bus. Again, us being the nerds, we we've talked about how you know a lot of people when they talk about attractions that that shouldn't be touched or things that are sacred you know i don't i, I do think the the carousel progress should stay i don't think it's something they should get rid of i think it's no it is something that should stay but it definitely needs some help what's great about the the first three scenes is you could actually keep them the same because they are mm-hmm. a reflection of history mm-hmm. yeah. all they have to do is just continue you know not even continue but they just need to update that last scene. And as much yeah, as I make love it, it make I, it about COVID. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. I mean, as as much as I like that last scene, I would love for them to to see it update because I it's it's an attraction I think deserves to be deserve, it has such a rich legacy, and I want it mm-hmm. to be able. I want people to be able to be able to appreciate as much as I do because I love seeing the people's. Uh, looks of disappointment when they're when they're walking <laughs> <down> the exit. <laughs> well, and that the song, The Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, it's so good. It's such mm-hmm. it, yes. And I uh, heard that they were gonna have Tom Hanks do the narration. I oh, I would I would not be opposed to that. Will he do it in his Walt Disney voice? Yeah. Yes. That's what I think would be great. Or yeah. or they could get his brother Jim Hanks. 
Yeah, and get him for a lot less money. For a lot less. Much cheaper. Yeah. Or their other brother, Daryl Hanks. Yeah, that other one who's like a herpetologist or something like that. Or or his son. They can get a son to do it, too. Yeah. The rapper. Yeah, he's everyone's favorite Hanks. (laughs) Uh, That family's got a lot of talent. Hanks for the memories. (laughs) Well, Hanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to visit the Magic Kingdom for its 50th anniversary celebrations or explore anywhere else around the world, Key to the World Travel has a Saturn V rocket full of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no-obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the Theme Park Professor, for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com. Word of mouth is always the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globe-trotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show so great and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all of the latest news at www.goldkeyadventurers.com. Can't wait to hang out with you again next week, and we'll see you real soon. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. In the future, they don't have flows. The future is a better place. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventures Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song, Hoka Hey, for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.